I'm Luca Doncic and this is Locked On Mavericks Podcast. This is gonna be huge. Yeah. 360 in the contract. Never that. I just take the contact. I bring it back. I'm running on the fast break behind the back. Yeah, this that, this that, this that. Jerk with the back. You are locked on to the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Engstead, media member at MavsMoneyball.com, and I am joined, as always, by my co-host, writer at Mavs.com. He's warming up over there. What you got for me, Isaac Harris? I'm warming up because, like, halfway through the game, I wasn't feeling very well, and I took these drowsy meds. <laughs> so I'm, like, trying to stay up, but, like, my, like, adrenaline's going, so I'm so pumped up right now. And then somebody tweeted and said, pumped up Isaac is greater than angry Isaac, and I'm like, let's go. <laughs> Preach it, brother. I am. How we have been building up this game as far as the past few days of saying this is the first matchup against the Rockets. I never really talk that much trash as a fan, but uh, I work. Uh, one of my good friends I work with is a diehard Rockets fan, and he actually came over tonight and watched the game. And I told him at work today, I said, like, "Bro, Luca's gonna break James Harden's ankles tonight. You're gonna." I said, "Come on over. You're gonna watch his game. They're gonna they're gonna beat him." And so he came over, and uh, I and uh, I enjoyed it. Uh, we had some pizza and. Uh, Watched this game and watched uh, Luca throw one down. Throw it down, throw Luca. Throw it down, Luca. Gosh, it's not NBA vote. It's like, can we can we get him in the dunk contest now? I mean, <laughs> how boring would Luca in the dunk contest? <laughs> what can he do? What can't Luca Doncic do? Somebody will clip it and say, "Can we get him into the dunk contest?" And they'll put on like the locked on NBA Instagram account of like these guys are really <laughs> off the chains now. Yeah, like those locked on Mavs guys are nuts. <laughs> they talking about Luka in the talk, dunk contest. Talking about Luca in the dunk contest and raccoons, and that's all they talk about. <laughs> 40, oh my 40 minutes every night. <laughs> Man, so obviously what we're going to talk about is we're going to react and talk about the Mavericks 128 to 108 win over the Houston Rockets. Um, let's set it up, Isaac. The Mavericks have now won eight out of their last ten games. They're on a three-game winning streak currently. They are sitting at eight in the Western Conference. They're also better than both the Rockets and the Spurs. They're the best team in Texas for the first time since, I don't know, the Alamo. (laughs) Do you remember that? Um, (laughs) Dude, the Spurs got smacked tonight. By the Timberwolves, yeah. By the Wolves. Big time. Uh, that Josh Okoji dunk or goat, however you want to say his name, um, that was pretty ma- massive. But I don't care about the other Texas teams because there's only one Texas team that matters tonight, and that is your Dallas Mavericks. But okay, but but really, Houston is nine and eleven. They're the yes, they're, they're number fourteen in the West. That's this so team won sixty five right? games last year. Yeah, but they got James Harden. They're also really bad when one of. Chris Paul or James Harden doesn't play, and Chris Paul didn't play against the Mavs. I wonder how our boy Max Levy felt when Gary Clark got smacked by Dennis <laughs> on that. <laughs> shout out, Max. Shout out to Max. The Gary Clark stand that we never knew we needed. Oh, man. So let's just let's start out right away. Let's, let's talk about this game. What was the biggest thing for you in this game? Obviously, Luka had a bunch of flashy plays, a bunch of highlights, but to me – the, the bench, man. The bench came up massive in this game. If you just look at the plus minus, uh, <laughs> most of the starters 
were minus, except for Wes, who played a lot with this the bench unit. And then the bench, Devin Harris, plus 29. Maxi Kleba, plus 28. Dwight Powell, plus 27. J.J. Barea, plus 24. Dorian Finney-Smith, plus 10. The Rockets bench is awful. <laughs> I said this yesterday, that they the, the Mavericks are going to dominate this game because of their bench. I mean, I thought the biggest story of the whole night was the contribution of of Carmel Anthony and the role that he played off the bench for the Houston hey, Rockets. He's and, contributing an open and, roster <laughs> spot now. <laughs> Woo! Oh, man, I was really, I was really leading the uh, put Carmelo in chant. But um, how about on meds? Isaac is better than fiery Isaac. <laughs> on meds, Isaac. <laughs> um, this uh, with. It's kind of okay. First off, there was some trash minutes towards the end of the fourth that really skewed the bench, or it the bench numbers would have looked uh, worse than what they were for the uh, for the Rockets because like Daniel House finished with like eighteen points, but so I'm you know, I'm pretty sure the Mavericks finished with what fifty I think fifty one bench points, but in that fourth quarter, um, somewhere in that fourth quarter stretch, Mike Peasley, a uh, great guy who covers the Mavericks for ESPN Radio, tweeted out. The Mavs, Mavs with a thirty-nine to eight bench advantage. <laughs> a thirty-nine to eight—that is absolutely insane. Um, that just what what's crazy is this was the storyline going into the game, and this is the storyline coming out of the game. Like Luca versus Harden is fun, and like fans yeah. talk about it, but everybody was talking about like the the Houston bench is just depleted right now. Not only is it depleted like unhealthy, but even when they are healthy, they're not great either. And the Mavericks have one of the best benches in the league. And on top of that, they got Dwight Powell back. And so they had their bench unit intact with Dodo moving to the bench. Dennis was back too. So like everybody was available tonight. So you're like, oh my gosh, this is setting the stage for the Mavs bench to feast on the Rockets. I even told him about it. I'm like, oh, our bench, like I'm almost looking forward to our bench coming in more than when the starters were yeah. out there. And, <laughs> yeah. uh, and and it lived up to the story, lived up to the hype. And now, I mean, yeah, they just dominated this game. I mean, it's wild. The things that Devin Harris was doing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> what a heat check. I mean, this dude's launching them. I mean, if any of y'all were still part of that little like crew or clan that is uh, – Oh, why did we bring back Devin Harris? Yeah, where why? are those people why, now? Why? Yes, they are crawling into their caves in Deep Ellum. Well, there's not caves in Deep Ellum, but somewhere in Dallas. They're crawling into their caves right now. Are there no caves in Deep Ellum? <laughs> I don't know. Are there? <laughs> not like physical caves, but... We don't know. Um, So the bench the bench unit, we want to talk any more about them. They... Uh, so Devin Harris, heat check. JJ Barea, 13 points, 12 assists off the bench. In just under 18 minutes, we saw some. We saw some JJ Barea and uh, Dennis Smith Jr. minutes tonight. <laughs> that's that's couple, our victory cigar. Yeah, I had a couple of people <laughs> tweet me. You know that the Mavericks are winning big when when Dennis and JJ play together. <laughs> I saw a question tonight on Twitter. It said, "Who is what is our biggest or our best victory cigar? Is it Salah or Brokoff? Neither. <laughs> Neither. It is JJ and Dennis playing together. That is yeah, our one victory of our starters cigar. in the bench. The best bench player." <laughs> Yes, when the sixth man and one of the starters played together. Oh, uh, but I will say, I thought Dennis played in a, a great game tonight. When you look at box score, this is one of these classic games where you just can't look at box score and walk away yeah. from it because uh, the plus minus on on this box score is super jacked up. Because, well, I say it's super jacked up. I mean, it reflects that the bench uh, just absolutely killed it tonight. But 
I mean, even something like Luca. Luca was six of eleven from the field, um, three for seven of three. Hit all five of his free throws, six boards, um, yeah, a couple assists, and he was a minus six. Barnes a minus nine. Dennis a minus five, and so like all those you know minus plus minus whatever. And JJ is at a plus twenty. And then you look at the bench. JJ plus twenty four. Maxi plus twenty eight. Dwight plus twenty seven, Devin plus twenty nine. Uh, those are those are crazy. So it shows you that the bench was a storyline, but you can't look at it and make oh my gosh, Luca and Dennis, and they played a horrible game. I wouldn't go that far. Yeah, D- Dennis, man, he had some when he is engaged on defense. Yes, he can be good. He can be good on defense. I don't think he was engaged on defense at all last year. And I think being competitive, I think really helps them, and I think really helps players be better defensively. Um, and dude, what what have we we have been we have been very adamant about what Dennis needs to start doing something more that he started off last season when yeah. he first came in. Go in and cram the ball home. Yep. And I, I honestly feel I know this is just an opinion. I honestly feel that first dunk in which he took Capella off the dribble and he went in there and just yammed it. Like I thought that just gave him I don't know, it just it, I thought it just gave him a boost because this is what we want. Like I joke about on Twitter, but make Dennis dunk again and you know, and like make it happen again. It's like he doesn't this is what we were so excited about. And that, my buddy that I watched the game with tonight, he said Guys, he said, man, y'all were so pumped up about Dennis last year, and now kind of Lucas taking it. And I'm like, we were so excited watching Dennis dunk and everything last year. Like, I wish that we got a little bit more of that. And he, it just seems like now it's like almost he was told not to. We've speculated, and uh, we need to have a segment to where we throw our, like, theory hats on, um, whatever that is. Like, we when we have these wild uh, theories, or not really wild, but – uh, when we speculated that maybe the Mavericks have told him not to uh, really stop really going for the heavy hitting dunks in the lane and focus on the landing and all this different stuff, but I want not to coming start... from the Mavs marketing team. That's for sure. <laughs> no, it's not. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, I thought that first dunk was awesome. I thought it got it going. I thought it gave him a little bit more energy, and I want to see him attack the rim like that more i can handle a missed dunk or a block dunk in the paint it's when he does these like up and unders left all the stuff and misses the layup that you get frustrated use that athleticism it gets him going i think yeah that's your big advantage that, that's the thing that, that we need to see you use more and and on defense that helps too there was one of his he had four steals tonight one of his steals was he he had the ball and it was it's in the first half i think it was in the second quarter and he was driving and he completely just he kind of like lost it and turned it over and James Harden got the outlet pass and James Harden was driving you know up the court and and Dennis just ran up to him caught up to him and stole the ball right away from right from James Harden who's one of the best ball handlers in the NBA and that's the kind of stuff that we need to see him do more stuff and Harp even mentioned it right after that play he said I love to see Dennis do stuff besides scoring and that's that's really what the Mavs need him to do if if everything we said yesterday is going to happen as far as Dennis taking this next leap, what Chark said in that article on The Ringer. If Dennis is going to take that next leap, it's going to have to be something other than scoring has to develop or improve or, or stand out or happen. <laughs> and, and he showed a lot of that tonight, I think. He had, what do you have? He, he only had 10 points, but he had five boards, five assists, four steals, and a block. That Yes. That's what, you, that's what we want. That's what we need to see. You need to see stuff like that. And I think taking... The scoring load, like Luca taking the scoring load off of Dennis, allows him to try and do things like, like try to kind do of things focus other, on those. 
Yeah, those other areas. And to our last year, it was like a lot of the this, this scoring role with Harrison. Um, he he kind of now gets to try to focus on kind of refining those other roles uh, or other parts of his game. Harp, <laughs> Harp pulls off some things in broadcast that I just uh, I get a chuckle about. One, <laughs> just I the next time I see him, I'm just gonna I'm gonna I just want to beg him to give up the Matador. I, I just can't I can't roll. That was with, gonna be one of my my ten things for the next video. <laughs> I can't roll with the Matadors for Luca. I, I, there's just something about it. This is off. Um, it's because but, okay. This is the thing. This is my thing on the Matador. Here you go. You're a fan of this. No, I hate the Matador. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, please don't. <laughs> no, I can't stand it because Matadors. What they do is don't they wave the. <laughs> <laughs> the red cape and then the bull go- tries to run through it and the whole idea is for them to not get hit by the bull and a matador is what you call somebody when they allow someone to just like run past them and you don't want that on defense <laughs> that's not what you want and luca does that a lot <laughs> and that's not something we want to like harp on pun intended we don't want that we don't want to harp on that part of his game <laughs> I'm out on the matador. Sevens, yes. sevens is not the matador. That's not what he is. I, I'm not. Uh, I would. I would rather roll with Swaggy L, and that's pretty bad. Also, I, I just Swaggy L's terrible. Also, I just watched Dennis's block. It's nasty, ain't it? Oh my gosh! On Gary Clark. What's incredible is the Mavericks were up by 18. This is where I, I it's not, once again, it's not a stat thing. It's not a stat line thing for me tonight with Dennis. I thought he showed a bunch of hustle. I thought he had the you know, cliche grit. Um, I just, I, I, I just liked his game tonight. But yeah, that chase down block. First off, let's say, let's take a quick <laughs> break and you can get into this. We have to take breaks sometime. At some point, we have to breathe. At some point, we have to take a break. Dennis did show a lot of hustle tonight, and and that that is one thing I think that when we're talking about him not having to score as much, not having the thirty percent usage on offense, the hustle is what he can put in. He can put that hustle into other things in the game, and I think that's I think that's a big advantage. And the fact that Rick left him in there in the fourth, I love that. Yeah, I like that too. I, I love that in the fourth that when they when the game was decided. The the starter stayed out, and you know he left Dennis in there. He wanted Dennis to play through this stuff, and, and yeah, he'd missed the last game. But if there are some mental stuff going on right now, or just like he's just not in a groove or something, he put him in there, let him play this defense, let him hustle, let him you know run the show a little bit. And I, the the block was, I love the block. It's one of my favorite plays of the game, if not well, we'll get to the my favorite play, the Luca uh, dunk. But but Dennis. Up 18 points, Gary Clark steals the ball, and come on, you're up by 18. You can just let him get a layup or a dunk. He chases him down all the way down and just swats the dunk uh, into the stands. That that's hustle. That's I mean, that just shows you so much different stuff. I was surprised that we didn't see that last year, barely at all. Like these chase down blocks, he's faster. He can jump higher, and you, you're just thinking, man, how, how have we not seen this more often? Yeah, yeah. I mean, um, yeah. I don't have any more on Dennis. I don't think. I liked his like. I liked the game from him and the idea of leaving him in the fourth quarter, like you said, when they're up big. It's almost like in football when you have a free play, when you know a flag's going to get called or a flag is thrown, and the quarterback's just just back there. Okay, I'm just going to bomb this. I'm just going to chuck this down because this is a free play, and no matter what happens, we're going to get it back. 
Like, no matter what happened, the Mavericks were going to probably hold on to that win. They had a 20-point lead. They could put their starters back in. They could put whoever back in if they needed to. But leave Dennis out there. It's free play. It's free play time that he gets to continue to develop. We talked a lot yesterday about how Dennis is going to take a lot of time still to develop and become the player that we think he can become. And this, these, those are the best moments for him to be able to experiment, try things, you know, be the point guard, be the, you know, the main guy on offense again because he's not when Luca is in there and he's not when Harrison Barnes is in, Harrison Barnes is in there either. Yeah, and it, it was cool that the the bench unit gave Rick that opportunity for Dennis to uh, get those fourth quarter minutes when they were up because the game kind of broke down. The you know the Mavericks came out and scored thirty six points in the first quarter. Uh, which is amazing, which is crazy. Then they scored 38 in the second quarter. Uh, you know, they, they took, uh, which was, what, 70, 74 points? Uh, yeah, 74 points in the first half. Jeez. It's insane. Um, and he took an 18-point lead in the halftime, and then they come out and, you know, third, the third, qu- quarter, third quarter. Third quarter maps again. <laughs> third quarter happens, and the Rockets make their run. I think it was maybe an 11-2 run, somewhere through there. And they cut it to like six, something like that. And, you know, it was, I'm pretty sure it was a six point game going into, uh, or a seven point game going into the fourth quarter. And you're like, oh my gosh, please don't let this, uh, let this lead go away. And it's the Rockets. And then Devin Harris happened in the, uh, in the fourth quarter. And, you know, you know, you know my reason why Devin just blew up in the fourth quarter, right? It's, I mean, it has to be the last name. Cause what the, is Devin's it, last name Harris. It, is it the Harris? Yeah. Is it the Harris Center in Houston? No, because we shared the la- we shared the same last name, Nick. Oh, oh, that's why he joke. went off. <laughs> I missed the joke. Isn't Get there, out isn't of there here! An arena out there that's like the BMO Harris Center. I don't know. I need to go to it though. BMO. I'm gonna Google that. Huh. I like it. Um, that's, what about that's Air the- Luca? Air Luca. How, forget make Dennis dunk again. Let Luca dunk. Let Luke uncage him. Let him out. Let the Matador out. Let the Matador run free. What what a dunk, man. Not only did he so so you, I mean, obviously if you're mad saying you've seen the Luca dunk by now. Luca takes it um down really he's just bringing it down the court, turns on the burners, takes it in, cocks it back one handed, dunks it. The bench is like one of my favorite parts. Like the bench reaction to it, they're just, they just go nuts. He's saying something to the bench. Dirk's laughing. I mean, it made me come up out of my seat. I was like, "Whoa, Luca, come in there!" Like that. That was that, that was, was nasty. Of a, that was off of a made basket by Houston too. Luca got that ball and and here we go. Here we go. Let's let's get into it now. When Luca gets the ball. Off of a made basket, when Luca is your point guard, when Luca is initiating the offense, things like that happen. <laughs> what? It's a good thing. Let's not mess around. Waste ten seconds to get the ball into Luca's hands. Start the ball in Luca's hands. All these teams are doing this now. They're starting the ball in their best playmakers' hands. Giannis is bringing the ball up. Devin Booker is now bringing the ball up. You have LeBron that brings the ball up all the time. You have. In in Golden State, they let anybody bring the ball, <laughs> anybody bring the ball up because they have lots of good offensive initiators. But it's just happening all over, and it happens in a lot of places that their best offensive initiator is their point guard, Kemba Walker, Damian Lillard, Russell Westbrook. You know, guys like that. But 
if it's not, get the ball to your <laughs> the guy that's going to make your plays right away and don't waste time. Yeah. And I mean, you see exactly when they, you know, Rockets score the basket and they get it into Luca, and Luca has that decision making ability of just say, hey, can you take it while everybody's getting set up, or do you try to set something up? And he kind of has that freedom. And he had the lane, he had the open lane to the basket. He dunks it, which was just crazy. Twitter went nuts over it, and um, man, that that was super fun. And you know what I liked about Luca's, especially start to the first quarter. Was it was almost like the Golden State game. It's almost like these. It's like these games that are bigger games, and that he doesn't admit sometimes after games that you know. Every, you know, we've heard him a thousand times. Oh, I've been doing this a long time. I've been uh, playing Ruben After the game, he did admit to it though. Oh, did he? He did. Yeah. Let, let, that let, was a bigger game. Yeah. Let's take a quick break, and when we oh, come back, oh snap! When we when we come back, we'll listen to uh, Luka Doncic audio after the game. You're eight and two in your last ten games. Just talk about how well you've been playing during that stretch. Yeah, I mean, we just needed time. You know, it was a family team. Uh, from the beginning, I said I wanted to go to the playoffs, and we, we had we we doing a great job. Well, you're in the playoffs. The playoffs start today. You're in the eight seed now. I don't know if you do that or not. Yeah, yeah, I know, but it's it's a long road. So you gotta fight each game uh, together. Yeah, just talk about what it means to get this big win on the road because you only have one road win before tonight. Yeah, it's big. Uh, it's, it gives confidence. Uh, so it was a, a really big win. Did going up against a player like James Harden, did you kind of want to like have a little extra something to prove out there and show like, hey, look, I'm in this league too? Uh, yeah, of course. I mean, he, he's he's the MVP, you know. He's an amazing player, so yeah, you always want to do something like to impress him. Do you see any similarities between your game and his game? I mean, it's tough, you know. He's, he's one of the best players in the NBA, so I just came in, so I gotta work, work uh, hard, hard to be like where he is. I I love. So Dwayne asked the question. Dwayne asked the question. You know, hey, like you guys are the eighth seed, and after Lucas says that he, you know, the goal is to make the playoffs. Dwayne says, "Hey, now you guys are the eighth seed." Just kind of it, it. To me, the question seemed as if like the maps have been terrible. Like, oh, it's surprising that you guys are the eighth seed now, and that it's it's awesome that you guys are the eighth seed because this Mavs team has come from from so like such low depths these last two years, and they were so bad. Twenty four wins last year, and now you're the eighth seed, and it's so exciting. And this is the goal that you guys have been trying to get to. And Luca is so unimpressed. <laughs> he's so unimpressed with that AC and he, he kind of answers every question that way but it just seems to me he's he's you know he said it's a long road you know yeah yeah it's a long road we have to keep fighting he's you know it's sort of a coach's answer sort of you know the the you know the PC answer or whatever just you know oh it's a long road whatever but he just didn't seem impressed with that at all <laughs> at all and you love so- that you love that mentality Lucas so polished with the media. Um, you know, media is different how they did it in Real Madrid and here. There's a lot of I've talked with just team PR and stuff and just how 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 much is different at Real Madrid to here, but still he has had to deal with media uh, with at such a young age over there to where he has a lot of these answers down. And I mean, the stage that you play at over there uh, and in those Euro League Final Four, and like those, I mean, you've we saw like Donovan Mitchell and some NBA players go over there over there to experience that atmosphere, and um, so like he's played on these big stages to where he he kind of just shrugs off these some of these games sometimes like they're important, but it's like hey, I've played on these big stages my entire life, 
uh, compared to some of these other 19 year olds. Um, but it was cool just to, for him to say that the, the James Harden matchup thing, um, uh, that, you know, he praised James for being MVP and how good of a player he was and admitted, you know, and say that, Hey, I got a lot of time to work before I'm at that level. And that was, that's really yeah. cool. A really cool, uh, a really humbling answer to that instead of saying, yeah, we're really similar, like blah, 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 blah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, Oh yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs> so it's cool to, uh, but yeah, going full circle, I was saying it feels like he does get extra. Uh, there's a little bit more pep in his step for some, against some of these like bigger names or bigger teams, like you've seen with Golden State and even Boston. And uh, I think you saw it uh, to the negative advantage against the Lakers the first time they played. Uh, he came out and I don't know how you know first time in L.A. and like all that yeah, stuff. The beginning of the game. But yeah, but tonight, I mean, he hit those two threes and it's just, I mean, it, it flooded really into the end of the first half and you saw the, the buzzer beater, uh, the 30, it looked like a 30 footer, uh, shot by Luca at the buzzer at the end of the first half. And it was just, what, what a dad, I mean, what, what a shot and his reaction was awesome. And then him and Dennis celebrated together. Like it was awesome. He almost did it again at the end of the third, but man, what an incredible shot. It's an incredible shot. I think so. So that shot at the end of the second was incredible. You know, coming over half court, you know, clock is winding down, has to hit from, I don't know, 40 feet, and he just he shoots it like he would shoot a normal ball. <laughs> but the shot that he hit in the first quarter in the corner with Harden on him. Oh, yeah. At the end of the shot clock, that to me is almost more impressive because that's replicable. Yeah. You can do that again. <laughs> you know, the you know the the heave from from half court is you know is what it is but man that shot in the corner I was so impressed by that shot. Um, hey Isaac, uh, can Luca shoot? Ooh, I don't know if Luca can shoot. Can he shoot? Is he athletic enough to yeah. play? See, I think all of his stats are null and void because he's just he's still slow. So. <laughs> I just don't know if he'll be able to. I mean, with the athletes that's in the NBA, he's, he's just going to be anybody. He's just going to be another Euro that just comes in, blah, blah, blah. He just can't play with these NBA guys. <laughs> Let's take the last couple of minutes and talk about Bill Simmons and Ryan Rosillo talking about the Mavs today. They brought up a couple of points oh, dear that Lord. I thought were were pretty interesting. He Bill Simmons brings up, and I love, I love when Bill Simmons does this. <laughs> he brings up a team and goes, is it crazy to think that, and he just says something wild. And this time it was, is it crazy to think that Dallas might make the playoffs? Um, Not with this Western Conference, it's not. No. <laughs> it's totally feasible. Before the season, I, I did not think that they had a chance to make the playoffs. I did not pick them to make the playoffs. Isaac Harris picked them to make the playoffs. I did not see them as a, as a feas- feasible option. You, but you did not see Houston as the second worst team in the West. <laughs> Of course I did. And Utah is the third worst team in San Antonio. The four worst I called teams, both of that. The four worst teams in the Western Conference are Phoenix, which we expected. San Antonio, Utah, and Houston. I had all three of those as playoff teams this year. Listen, I said that Utah and Houston would be at the bottom of the Western Conference. It's been in one of our past pods, so just go back and listen to a bunch of them, <laughs> and you can try to find out what pod I set that in. Um <laughs> The other thing uh, that they said was that um, he said it was it's not crazy for the Mavericks to make the playoffs, and then and then uh, 
Rosillo didn't really get to answer. And Simmons was like, if you're Dallas, do you trade Wes Matthews expiring for Tim Hardaway Jr.? <laughs> totally out of left field. I don't think that's what the Mavericks need. The Mavericks don't need another guy that needs the ball in his hands too. I'm just going to say, points. I don't think it's as crazy as what some people have reacted to it about. But, I mean, I don't think I would do it. But He has um, two more years at $20 million. Yeah. And he's a, I think he's it's a, a 20 point per game score, and he takes 18 shots a game. I think it's a longer conversation down the road of who do you think you can get who should the Mavs if, get? If you if you don't think you can get any of your targets in free agency, is this your way of getting something? You see what I'm saying? Tim Hardaway Jr. is not a consolidation prize for a big fish in free agency. I, I, no, no, He's no, barely a door prize at a corporate event that you have no. to go to because of your work. And it just no, comes no, in the I, gift bag at the end with the stress ball and the pens with the logos. He's not with the logo bad, stop. No, you're going way too far with it. <laughs> Don't even. You're acting like he's campaigned. Yeah, but come, come so, <laughs> I will not campaign for Tim Hardaway Jr. trade. I will not do that. I'm not campaigning for it, but he's not like at the bottom of the barrel. I mean, you're acting like he's Carmelo. So it's not like he's, you know, that, but I'm just saying if there is a path in which you're like, man, we could really strike out on, on everything. Would you rather have that? I don't know, but we can talk about that a different pod. The other thing he brought up. (laughs) I'm ready. Why is Dallas not a destination for Anthony Davis's free agency in two years? Oh, my gosh. I haven't listened to this pod yet. It's at the very end of their most recent podcast. Oh. Why is Dallas not a destination for Anthony Davis? Tell me, Isaac Harris. Tell me now. (laughs) They are a destination because (laughs) we're the Dallas Mavericks and we have Luka Doncic. Like, no, that... No, I'm not gonna. And and we fixed the business side. Don't worry, we fixed it. <laughs> they, um, yeah, that's a direct quote from Mark Cuban. We fixed it. Maybe that loyal could, maybe loyal that... listener, Raccoon Squad, Raccoon Squad member Mark Cuban. They fixed the Mavericks. And uh, honestly, if I was Anthony Davis, I would think about it. Uh, he, they've they've got to show. Maybe we can, maybe we can dive down this path tomorrow on tomorrow's podcast. or a year from now. <laughs> <laughs> of what what maybe that could be tomorrow's topic of what would have to happen for anthony davis to consider well between now something. and then between now yeah, and then yeah. what would happen that's a good pod idea that could be for tomorrow's pod heading into friday a good friday pod um wow what a, what a topic to uh, throw at me um let's just like we're at the 30 minute mark so like it's just incredible just to like reflect these last few minutes here reflect on where the mavericks are Compared to where they started. The wins that they've had this month. I tweeted this out just now. The wins they've had this month. Thunder, Jazz, Warriors, Celtics, Rockets. And like no matter how you, much you look at it and say, oh, okay, well, the Jazz and Rockets, they're at the they're bottom struggling. of the those, those are the still impressive wins. All-stars, the Jazz. Boston, still a really impressive win, even though they're not like at the king of the Eastern the Jazz Conference. Be, the, right the Celtics beat the Raptors like a week before the Mavericks beat them. Yes. Yeah, so like it's just it's incredible where they're at compared to um, where they started, and a lot of it it just comes down to defense. They're not dumb. Whenever at the beginning they were preaching this whole defense thing, my eyes are starting to get heavier. <laughs> Isaac's now. falling asleep while he's talking. <laughs> um, but no, like Fox Sports <laughs> Southwest put this um, put this stat on the screen in, at at the end tonight before I turned the TV off, and I, I took a just a picture of it with my phone. I thought it was really cool. 
It says opponent three point field goal percentage yes. in the first nine games. Sixty seven percent. Forty five percent in the first nine games of the season, which was the highest in the NBA. Are you ready for this? Since November sixth, opponents are shooting twenty nine percent from three, which is the lowest wow. in the NBA. Since the course November corrected 6th. major, major course correction. From the highest to the lowest. Uh it's just crazy where they and that that's obviously there's a little bit of luck in that of the course correction of that, but there's a had a lot to do with where the Mavericks are defensively and how well they've been playing on the defensive end. It's wild. Isaac, let's end with this. Are the Mavericks good? Heck yeah, they're good. You got I mean Guys, I think got, the Mavericks are good. Are the are the Mavs back? Are the Mavs back? Are the Mavs back? Are the Mavs back, baby? Uh, Luka Doncic is obviously, I mean, he just makes everything, um, no matter how. I think it's safe to say. Is it safe to say? No, it's not. This ain't some crazy hot. Oh, dang it. We already said he was top 30 in the league. Uh, Hey, were we off by five? I mean, I had him at like 23, 24, but. I feel like I get really I get really uh, thrown out there in the bias camp when I say he's a top 25 player, so I played a little bit more safe and say top 30. <laughs> um, Why be reasonable? It's just a podcast. I know. I think he's a top 25 player. There you go. Ooh. But um, but are, is would you say it's safe to say that 90% of the people who thought Luka was going to be good, or would you say everybody, it, that he is better than what they expected? No matter how good that you thought Luca would be, yeah, coming he's better in, than what I expected. Yes, but like even like the people that were all pro Luca, I mean, I'm trying even like the Mike Smiths, the even I, I say Kevin O'Connor because they love the Luca at the Ringer, those draft yeah. guys and Sharks and all them. Like even the guys that are all about Luca from the very beginning. I've even I've seen we've talked to some of them, like we've seen tweets and stuff. I think even all of those people have said in some form he's still better than what they expected right now. That they thought he was going to be really good. They thought he was going to be good coming you know, right off the bat, but they thought he was going to be great, you know, as he developed and stuff. But I don't know. I don't know if anybody thought he would be this good right now. You know what? I think one person thought he would be this good. His girlfriend. She was hanging out with Chris Arnold today. <laughs> Shoot your shot, bro. <laughs> That's Luka Doncic's mom. He, uh, Chris Arnold uh, posted a tweet with Luka's mom, and uh, the first tweet reply under it was the Nick Young gif of shooting and missing and then turn around with his hands up in the air, and I swear I about lost it. I think I responded careful. Just the word. I, did. Just the I word. didn't respond. Just the word careful. Oh, man. Oh, the Nick Young I just saw it. Another fun night for the Mavs. They beat the Rockets. Obviously, we don't like the Rockets. Mavs fans, come on. Uh, Mavericks uh, are better than the Rockets. Yes. Uh, go, the Mavericks also, are better also, than the Spurs. Also, go find the Locked On Rockets host, Ben Dubose or something. He's getting roasted right now on Twitter. Oh, um, poor guy. From Mavs fans because he uh, he got a little cocky at the very beginning of the game when the Rockets went up 7 to nothing, And he was like, hey, the Rockets are up 7 uh, by a touchdown. But you know what? Dallas fans are used to being uh, beaten in something with touchdowns from Houston or something like it. Trying to make a funny uh, uh, football joke. So it was fun, Mavs fans. So go jump on him. They have a cool podcast uh, with the Rockets, and many of them do an awesome job. 
Um, but it's, it's just fun. Twitter's fun. So Mavs fans, go uh, unite against Ben right now and have some fun on Twitter in a nice way. I don't have anything else. This game was he amazing. He deleted it. No, he did. Uh, <laughs> wow. Uh, we'll have to wow. email him. I'll email him. Wow. <laughs> CC me in that email. Guys, <laughs> the Mavs are back. Mavs are back, baby. Peace out. Thanks so much. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> oh, yeah, you did. Hey, do your spill. Do your spill. Go, Thanks so much for listening to Lockdown Maps. I'm falling asleep. Good night. Bye. Peace out. Still, okay. Boom. <laughs>